This episode is brought to you by Aircraft Accessories of Oklahoma. When it's time for an aircraft component inspection, overhaul, repair, or replacement, you need experienced technicians you can trust and friendly service you can count on. Aircraft Accessories of Oklahoma, a family-owned business since 1959, delivers just that. Our techs have real-world experience and provide sales, service, and overhaul for piston engine aircraft accessories. We also have limited turbine capabilities such as fuel pumps, starter generators, and prop governors. And we can overhaul propellers ranging from fixed pitch to turbine. Propeller pickup and delivery service is available. And one more thing, mention this podcast to receive 5% off your next sale, service, or overhaul. Visit aircraftaccessoriesofok.com. AOPA presents Never Again, True Pilot Stories from the World of General Aviation. In this episode, a pilot directly experiences wingtip vortices, and they're frightening. Find out what happens in Tip Vortex, What Is That? by Jim Gardner. It was September of 1970, and I was only seven months from getting out of the U.S. Air Force at Randolph Air Force Base in San Antonio. I was a 1,000-plus-hour instructor pilot in the T-37 squadron at Randolph and an experienced platform instructor teaching aerodynamics, instrument procedures, and systems in both the T-37 and T-38 aircraft. On the side, I had been giving flight instruction as a CFI at San Antonio, flying Cessna 172s and Piper Cherokee 180s. In the previous three or four months, the FAA and the Air Force had issued a flight advisory about clear air turbulence following behind and descending from large aircraft, whatever that meant. But with close to 1,500 total hours, I believed I could handle anything the weather and other aircraft could throw at me. And I scoffed at tip vortex issues. I was about to find out how serious this phenomenon was. U.S. Air Force information implied that vortex forces were strong, especially when a small, light aircraft might encounter a much larger, heavy aircraft at high angles of attack. These vortices follow the jumbo jet and descend some undetermined amount. Word was to stay clear. Like most instructors in the squadron, I read and disregarded the safety advice. I had begun flying at San Antonio International with John, who happened to be the weather instructor in our squadron, and was scheduled to begin his commercial training in the Cherokee 180. I really don't recall the first part of this flight, which took place almost 25 years ago, but I will never forget the last 10 minutes. We were in the pattern on downwind for runway 12 left when I instructed John to perform a spot landing on the numbers, and he acknowledged. It was not his first spot landing, so I was observing his aircraft control and not deeply involved in instructing. My right elbow was on the armrest, right hand on the top canopy bow. My left arm was behind John to allow more room in the cockpit. My feet were flat on the floor. John had both feet on the rudder pedals, the yoke in his left hand, and throttle in his right hand. 
It was a fair weather day with quartering winds less than 10 knots from the right, and we were about to turn left base when we heard tower clear an American Airlines DC-8, the original jumbo jet, for takeoff on 1-2 left. These two parallel runways are fairly close, and the threshold for 1-2 left is displaced about 1,500 feet. That meant that as we turned the Cherokee to base, we were looking straight at the DC-8 as the aircraft on the surface added power and turned from the taxiway onto 1-2 right with jet blast barreling from four engines. John was concentrating on his pattern and spot landing as I watched the American Airlines flight accelerate in front of us to the right as we descended. The DC-8 accelerated away from us, lifted the nose, and got airborne. We made our spot landing and John added power to accelerate. It took a few seconds to accelerate to flying speed and John made a good takeoff. Immediately following liftoff, at maybe 10 feet of altitude with about 70 knots, nose high and accelerating, the Cherokee began an abrupt and strong roll to the left. Without making a control input, John looked at me and yelled, What are you doing? If we were to live through this situation, I had to take control. But I was spread out, feet still flat on the floor, the left roll rate was increasing, and we weren't even 20 feet airborne. My right hand came down hard on the yoke to bank right, opposite of the roll rate, as my left hand came over John to the top of the yoke. The yoke hit the right roll stop as my left hand grabbed the yoke. Because the roll had not stopped, I thought I must have rolled the wrong way. And for a micro instant with two hands on the yoke, I started to roll back to the left, just as the left bank angle went past 90 degrees. The Cherokee was still barely airborne, and I was looking at John and over him directly at the ground, only 25 feet away. With my aerobatic proficiency, I recognized what was happening and knew how serious it was. We were seriously in a DC-8 tip vortex. Simultaneously with the yoke movement, I lifted my feet to the rudders. As I moved the yoke hard to the right against the roll, the second time, I started depression of the right rudder. At just that instant, the right wing came out of the vortex, and the airplane came to level but climbing flight at 75 knots, not yet at 75 feet altitude. Our heading had shifted from 120 to 80 degrees, approximately. Climbing crosswind to pattern altitude, I called San Antonio Tower, asking if they had observed what had happened from the DC-8. They responded that they thought we were turning to avoid the vortex. I responded that we were in the vortex. We proceeded to pattern altitude, shaken, and entered downwind for a normal full-stop landing. I had several takeaways from this flight. One, macho military flying, while giving you confidence, will not save you unless you take immediate action. Two, wake turbulence will kill you. Pay attention. Three, 
never fly as a CFI with feet flat on the floor. Four, take control of the aircraft for flight safety and to save lives. Five, in a sudden flight emergency, take action first and talk later. The Never Again Podcast is brought to you monthly by AOPA, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. You can find more Never Again stories online at aopa.org by typing Never Again into the search box. While you're there, check out the AOPA mobile app, as well as the many free training and safety courses from the Air Safety Institute. Find all of this and more at aopa.org. The Never Again podcast is produced by Royce Earl. Thanks for listening. Fly safely. Fly safely.